you to sit still during that one right there. Huh? <laughs> well, you already know that I'm not sitting still. So no, no. <laughs> the rest of the listeners, they can't see it's this. It's like one of those, what do you call those little things they fling kind of in the oh, air like this? The, the, things at the, the things at the car like dealerships? car dealerships, right? That's, yeah. what, that's what Quincy looks like when he's in the studio <laughs> inside. The, the, the wavy hand guy? The, yeah. the wavy hand guy. <laughs> and I got to tell you, just a piece of information for you, trivia, Brandon Reed, that's who the song was. Mm-hmm. Brand new album out, uh, Brandon and Friends. That is like going to be one of the albums of the year. Really worth checking out. Yeah, and it's Brandon with an I. I haven't seen yeah. it spelled that way before, but hey. And read with two E's. Yeah, really, really good, though. So you can buy a vowel. You can buy three <laughs> vowels. It's worth the purchase. Right <laughs> well, that song was Satisfy, and you're tuned in to community-funded, listener-supported Victory 91.5. We're grateful for all the different ways that you can be on with us, and it's because of you. We, we are able to have an app. More Music App, M-O-R, by the way, More Music App. It's because of you that we have a website where you can listen from anywhere in the world. All the countries tuned in, uh, victory.radio. And uh, uh, as we mentioned, say, we're connecting Pearl over today to an opportunity to raise funds because yes. Victory Partner Day is six weeks away, and we are at a real shortage moment in our uh, in, a, in our in our lives right here. And uh, Heather and Michael from Lawrenceville called in $1,000 earlier. Thank you so much for that. Mm-hmm. And uh, we need your support right now, and we're going to kind of mix this in as we're talking about Perm as well to uh, give you that opportunity yeah. to go on the phone, 770-781-9150, or to go on Victory.Radio. This is one of those I just can't I can't underline it enough. This is a need right yes. now, an urgent need that uh, there is just no more surplus, and which is, you know, that's where everything comes from. Right, yeah, and, and as we've been talking about Perm this morning and the giving that goes with that celebration, this is is that divine appointment that you're tuned in right now to hear this because it's your radio ministry as well. Now, you you just said that about about mixing things in and things together, and that's one of the beautiful things about the feasts and about these celebrations that are biblical feasts, as you called them earlier, that the Lord weaves all that together for us to to glean and understand more about what he has for us. But, you know, when you read it, you go flip open Deuteronomy 16 or 14, and through those chapters, you you can get in the mud really quick. Oh, yeah. Where am I and what what I'm doing? What and why? (laughs) And because there's a lot to it. And so, as Christians, a lot of times we, we look at a distance and going, I have no idea what they're doing. And how does this connect to me? So when we're looking at Purim, think of a wedding and a war. Those are the two concepts here. It's the end of a really, really good story, and it's your story. That's important to think about, all right? Yeah. The end of this story is your story. So don't just put Esther in and Mordecai. It's your story. If you know Jesus, then you're grafted in, and so this is your story. And this particular ending is this month is the last month for the Jewish year. And so think of this spiritually, all right? Prophetically, you're now in the last book of the Bible then. You're now in Revelation. So this month represents the last thing that happens. Mm-hmm. And which is a pretty cool ending for us, by the way. So God structured his story, the last 6,000 years of world history, into seven feasts of the Lord. They're not just feasts or biblical or, or Jewish. They're the feasts of the Lord. So or specifically the Feast of Jehovah. So if he's your God, then these feasts are yours. So they occur in the spring and the fall. The story that he's telling with these will begin for this year in two weeks with the first day of the month of Nisan. But the actual start of the biblical calendar begins in 30 days with Passover, right near Easter this year, 
and first fruits, which is Jesus dying on the cross and the resurrection, which are part of the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Fifty days later, it comes to Pentecost, or the Feast of Weeks, right? So here's how it all ties together. In the fall, we have the original start of the calendar, dating back to the creation in the Garden of Eden. It's Rosh Hashanah, the head or beginning of the year, called the Feast of Trumpets. Then 10 days of awe lead up to Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, followed by Sukkot, the Feast of Tabernacles. That's how all seven of these roll along. These seven are the parables, if you will, that help us keep our focus on Christ through the season, each in their own way and each for their own significance. Now, there are two additional festivals called Yom Simcha, or the Days of Joy. That's one of these. And there are also quite a few days throughout the year that are set aside for mourning and fasting when great tragedies occurred. So they're extra days. So the two days of joys occurred long after the days of Moses, long after the Torah was completed. So they're not in the Bible. But in terms of declared as feasts, there are obviously Esther's in the Bible. Uh, but these were set, up high, set apart by the rabbis. So these are called rabbinic feasts or fast days. Today is one of those. We remember them because they're like shadows and types or parables that point to and reveal the Messiah. And often they can have significant bearing on the times that we're living in. The two days of these these days of joy, one is Hanukkah, which is in December, and Purim, which is in February or in March in leap years like this year. So while Hanukkah is not a biblical feast... It's an important one for the Jews and Christians alike. Uh, Hanukkah is all about light. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. Those living in the land of shadow of death, light has dawned. Hanukkah was the celebration of two different events. First, it was when Israel won a great victory against the mighty Greek Empire. Then, 165 years later, it was when the angel Gabriel appeared to Mary that Yeshua, Jesus, would be conceived of the Holy Spirit when he first came to earth within her womb. So this is the beginning. So Hanukkah is kind of important there, right? And that brings us to where we are today, the second of the days of joy called Purim. And this is the last month of the year for, for the Jews. So we're starting in 30 days as we celebrate the beginnings. So right now you're at the ending. You just have to kind of revamp your brain a little bit. So we're at a time when the world has been turned upside down, even devastated. There's war. There's poverty. There's godlessness. I mean, geez, these are crazy times. <laughs> and Purim is perfect for times like these. Purim is a feast that reminds you that God is with you and for you. He loves you and has a plan for your good, even when things are at their darkest. It's a day, or even really two days, to celebrate the victory that God is bringing the day when we greatly rejoice. That's how they describe Purim. We yeah. greatly rejoice. But when the story begins, it ain't looking like a celebration. It looks like a massacre. The story of Esther is when God delivered his people at a time when death was literally, literally at the door and everything seemed lost. But it wasn't lost. It was the beginning of one of the most beautiful rescue stories. I, I don't know. My opinion is when I'm looking at what's going on in Ukraine right now, mm -hmm. it looks like it's, it, it, it had all the earmarks of this kind of a battle yeah. where God comes in and just moves. And we may be getting to see one of those perm kind of days in our own time just to see how God steps in because it's looking right. kind of neat like that. Yeah. But it's right now looks like looks massacre, looks bad, looks terrible. But on the same you kind of see guys still in the midst of it, right? So mm -hmm. this may be one of those pictures. We don't know the ending while we're in the story. And, and it's a scary story. Everyone was going to die on a day in the middle of the last month of the year. That's Perm. They, they had a whole year to get ready to die. It was probably not lost on them that year. 
as they counted down the months that not only was the calendar ending, but the life of every Jewish person all across Persia looked like it was about to end, too. Across the world. I mean, because that was the empire. Yeah. 127 countries. Yeah. It was, it was serious. So, speaking of calendars, it can get confusing. On our calendar, we're midway through the third month, March. On the Jewish calendar, last month, Adar. Technically, they're in the 13th month because in the Jewish year, it's in effect this year. So they add an additional month to the end of the year. So they just finished their 12th month, uh, Adar 1, two weeks ago. Then immediately started Adar 2 on March 4th. See, you think you have confusing things in your life? It doesn't even match yeah. the Jewish calendar. <laughs> Months in the Jewish calendar are based on the phases of the moon. A new moon begins on the day of the crescent moon after the new moon phase. So because the sum of 12 lunar months is about 11 days shorter than the solar year, a 13th month is periodically added about every four years to keep the calendar in step with the astronomical seasons. Mm -hmm. So it gets a little confusing. And it's also the year 5782. It's for them, almost. For them. Yeah. <laughs> Just a couple of weeks. <laughs> They're still waiting on it. They are some patient people. Now, the word Purim or Purim is Persian. It's not Hebrew. So you don't have to think you're learning Hebrew here. It's pronounced several ways. In English, obviously, we say Purim or Purim. In Hebrew, Purim is the correct pronunciation. But they all work. It's, you're really just trying to communicate something, and you can say Purim, and people go, what are you saying? And so it doesn't mean anything if they don't know what you're saying. So it's also known as the Fast or Feast of Esther. In the Mishnah, the rabbis say, when Adar comes in, we greatly rejoice. And that pretty much sums it up. The ending of the story is so good that the terrible parts aren't so bad anymore. In fact, it is the happiest and noisiest Jewish holiday of all with costumes and parties. I mm -hmm. mean, we don't even have anything in, in our world or traditions that are even close to what they do for Purim. So Purim begins tonight, continues all day tomorrow through tomorrow night. On the biblical calendar, is celebrated on the 14th of the month of Adar which falls in February or March in this year because it's a leap year. Like most feasts, it occurs on the full moon, which means it's bright lights, right? You get more time to celebrate, and you're celebrating on the full moon, which means right now if it's a full moon, and now you can't see it because it's raining. But that means one thing to you, if you're going to learn how things work within the lunar calendar, if it's, 30, if it's Purim right now, in 30 days, it's going to be Passover. Mm. Easter is coming, the resurrection, the crucifixion, 30 days, exactly. So it means I'll be back with you in 30 days to uh, talk about Passover. So that's very exciting. Amen.